Today on the show, we're talking about is being too busy a problem. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name's Courtney, I'm your host, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host Trevor. And today on the show, we're talking about is being too busy a problem? And I'm going to say, you know, we could kind of end the episode here. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> being busy in life is a problem. Being too busy is absolutely a problem that needs to be addressed. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be solved. Being too busy is, I think, where a lot of life plans go off the rails. And, you know, we on the podcast, we say, you know, have a plan, have goals in life. And all those things sound like busy work, but they're not actually busy. The, okay, the word busy if you think of Courtney, what, what do you think the opposite of busy is? See, that's a tricky question because busy is a very subjective word in my mind and how we use it in society. Okay, but word, if, word association. Okay, so busy, busy. and maybe I'm going to say lazy is what might come to mind for myself or other people. Exactly. And that's what I think a lot of people believe. And I'm going to say another way of looking at it is the opposite of busy is deliberate. Ooh, I love that. I love that. That it's it's so it's it's accurate. It's accurate to what that word should be. That's a positive spin on on, you know, I'm doing air quotes here being busy. Just, you know, someone said, "Hey, how was your weekend?" Well, I was super deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't go over, right? Like, you know, that sounds arrogant and obnoxious, right? So, no one's going to say that, but it's it's an inner voice you can say to yourself. You know, how was my weekend? If you're just Sunday night, you're reflecting on what you accomplished or, or what you did. And I, I think I like to look back and say, I was very deliberate that whole weekend. Rather than saying I was busy, because in my mind, if I say I'm busy to somebody, that's a negative thing. That means I had a terrible weekend. I was busy all weekend. Yeah, definitely. And, and meanwhile, that weekend could have been filled with all these deliberate things you were intentionally doing. Another another way you could say is, you know, how was your weekend? I was productive. You could say that. that, that that's okay, but it, it still doesn't sound like you had a great time, right? I, I, I was productive. I mean, I'm productive at work and I don't have a great time, right? It, 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 but if, to say you were deliberate, this is your inner voice. Mean, so something I did today, Sunday morning, me and my wife went for a, a winter hike up in the forest. We, we, have, we went for like a, I don't know, about an hour. Uh, down a nature trail in, in in this forest and went for a hike. That was some a, a deliberate thing. We didn't just sort of wander like we we weren't just driving by this trail and say, "Hey, do you want to go for a walk?" We woke up and we said, "Hey, let's get out and get some fresh air." That was a deliberate thing. Now I could have said, "Hey, we were busy all weekend hiking." That that doesn't that doesn't make sense, right? To say you were busy hiking? No, because hiking, if, if you enjoy hiking, is generally something that is again enjoyable. And you couldn't say I was productive, but although it is productive in terms of taking care of your physical fitness for the day. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I would say that. But you wouldn't say I was lazy, right? No, uh, you wouldn't say I was busy. You wouldn't say I was lazy. So I'm trying to put a spin on this. I, say, say you went to the gym for an hour. If you enjoy going to the gym, were you busy by the definition of, of, of society's definition of busy? I, I'm going to say no, nobody would call that busy. Well, if you take the gym example or any physical exercise, maybe actually a hike is is probably very enjoyable given the nature of a hike. But going to the gym, I mean, you, you technically that time slot in your calendar 
is is full or or it's busy with an activity if we look at it from that sense but you also it, it is a very deliberate activity like you're saying going to the gym it, it takes you can't just accidentally end up on the treadmill or accidentally end up on the smith machine like no that doesn't accidentally happen you you deliberately go there so i think i think those around you too if, if you said that you, you know what i had a weekend full of deliberate activities again you wouldn't say that but it does sound a lot more intentional a lot more admirable because you were putting in place these things you actually wanted to do in my def in my world of busy when when i am busy and I, everyone has points in the time when they're busy it's been doing sort of life's little tasks that need to get done to survive and, and i'm going to say getting groceries I, I don't enjoy grocery shopping but I know if I don't go grocery shopping, I will starve. So when I am grocery shopping, I'm not enjoying myself. I'm doing something that I have to do to survive. That to me is busy work. I'm being busy getting groceries. I'm doing laundry. Again, I don't want, society does not reflect well on people who don't wash their clothes. <laughs> you tend to smell, right? So I'm, I was busy today doing some laundry. So that's, that's busy. But here's another way of looking at it. Tell me what you think. Everybody has to get groceries. Everybody has to do laundry. Everybody has to take a shower. Are you? Everybody has to clean their house. Are you really any busier than anybody else taking care of life's little tasks that everyone in our society has to accomplish? Is it worth saying, I was busy doing those things? Like The reason I say this is people like to say they were busy and they wear it as a badge of honor. And in that they're important. I, I was busy all weekend. I didn't have time for you or you or you. I didn't have time to call anybody. I didn't have time for people, man. I was busy. Yeah, no, and that's that's fair. And I mean, if you have six kids or this massive house to clean, wh whatever your scenario may be, maybe you are busier than the person living in a small condo with no kids, like just because of actual space and actual humans to take care of. So that could be a thing. But to your point, no, Trevor, those, those tasks, those meaningless, t not meaningless, but those kind of mundane tasks that we all have to do. You're right. Does it qualify as busy work? Maybe not. So you said something, and I, I want to go on this rant. Do it. This Do it. I, I'm, I'm going to pick right now. Let me get my soapbox set up. <laughs> Everyone ready? Okay. Everyone ready? Okay. Okay, we're ready. So I'm standing on my soapbox. We're ready. So you mentioned kids. So I worked, I don't, this person doesn't, I don't work with them anymore, but I worked with this person who, this is how he would describe his weekend. So he said, uh, I went out golfing with my buddies on Saturday. We, you know, I shot a, a 72 and we had drinks in the, in the, clubhouse afterwards it was an awesome day and i go oh, what'd you do on sunday oh because i was busy with the kids so uh, here's my rant if you have kids if you've chosen to have children so you have a family you, that that is your hobby that if you just say okay i had three kids so i'm just say you know somebody with three kids if you have three kids that is your hobby that is your personal interest that is your job you're 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 not busy doing that. That's what you do. You look after your, you, you are a parent. That, that's a job. You can't, that doesn't qualify as being busy. That's called life. You, I don't, I'm so frustrated. When people say they're, they're busy dealing with their kids, they're, that's just a wrong statement. I, I can't even form words around what I'm trying to say because I get frustrated whenever I think about it. 
you don't know it at the time, but when you're raising kids, when you, when you get to be in your mid fifties, you look back and the, the 20 years you spent raising your children will seem like this, such a small window of time. And you will have wished you invested more time and spent more energy with your children when they were living with you. Here's a stat. And it's a sad stat is you're, when your children graduate from high school, they will have spent 80% of the time they'll ever spend with you at the age of 17. Meaning from age 18 until you die, they're only going to spend 20% of their time with you. Being, you know, they're off at school, they live in a different town, they have jobs. So cherish those 20 years or 17 years that you have with your children and don't be busy doing it make it something you embrace and enjoy. It's your job, it's your hobby, it's your personal interest is your your children as you're raising them. Rants over. No, I I hear, I'm not a parent myself, but I do hear that all the time. Just the perception or the perspective we have around whether it's kids or different tasks that we welcome into our lives. And I think the, the thing that you're hitting on the, there, Trevor, which is really key is that and most of the times, I'm kind of generalizing this by saying this, but most of the time we uh, deliberately choose to start a family and have a family. And and I think I think that's probably what you're getting at here is that the ta- the things that we have maybe the privilege of of doing or privilege of taking on, we that shouldn't be something that we view as a negative, busy piece of our life. And I I, I think there there's a lot to be said for that. Where it goes off the rails, and we're going to get into this later, is one of the the causes of being busy is a poorly designed life. And if you if you have designed a life that includes eight hours of golfing on Saturday and maybe four hours of bicycling on Sunday, and then the remainder of the time with your children trying to motivate them to do some homework and do some housework and cut the grass and... Like if you design a life so poorly that 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 you that you in fact are busy, then shame on you. So later in the show as well, we are going to jump into the fifteen signs that you might be too busy and should actually stop being so busy. And I know that kind of sounds a little bit, what do you mean? You can't actually stop being busy, but we are going to talk about that later in the show. But for now, I I think I kind of want to start off by talking about why, why we're kind of talking about the concept of busyness now. I think, Jeff, I think with the new year, new decade, there is a lot of pressure on ourselves and probably perceived pressure, real pressure. I'm not sure, but that pressure to take on all the things and do all the things and and make and make all the accomplishments and that i think can really exacerbate the idea of being busy and a great thing that uh or not a great thing but something that is pretty common is we often overestimate what we can accomplish in a day and underestimate what we can accomplish in a year and this this is such a true statement and this quite often is at the core of being busy. So if you if you if you overestimate what you can do in a day. So you schedule a whole bunch of things you want to accomplish on a given Saturday. You get to the end of the Saturday and you know you don't accomplish all the things you had hoped to. You start to 
get demoralized on on what you can actually accomplish and then you start to set your long range goals you they start to come down and you start to set them lower and lower as you get demoralized with each passing day of of not accomplishing what you'd hope to each day so I believe in this. This is this is what stops people from making long-term goals. Is they really underestimate what they can accomplish in a long period of time, and it's because they get they keep getting blown up every day by not getting done when they overschedule. They're given given Saturday. I pick Saturday because that tends to be my I'm doing air quotes busy day. <laughs> so. I mean, I have a bunch of questions for you about how we can combat that, but I'm guessing we're going to answer that later on in the show. So I'll save my questions and I'll, I'll save how we can kind of give a different perspective to how we hope to schedule our days and, and, and therefore accomplish what we want to accomplish in the year. Something else you often say as well, and it might apply here, but Money is a lubricant of life. Not enough in life is a grind too much and your life has no direction. And so this being a personal finance podcast, that is a fabulous point to bring up in that if you have too much disposable income, this could be the cause of being too busy. And if you're not being deliberate with your disposable income in that you're not saving it for retirement or putting it into some productive form, and you you have this disposable income, you you may end up creating a busy life because you have all this extra money to invest into toys and in activities that you really don't have time for. And so an example would be okay, golf. Just I, I love going back. To, I used to be a golfer before I had children, and then when I had children, I I stopped golfing for the reasons I described, but it takes a lot of money to golf. So if you have a lot of disposable income, you you could funnel it into golfing and get a membership at a couple of different golf clubs and buy some expensive golf gear and maybe even rent one of those fancy golf carts and pay the exorbitant amount to golf, uh, wear all the fancy golf clothes. I mean, if you had all that money tied up in golf, guess what? You're going to do a lot of golfing. And then it's going to consume a lot of your time and then you're going to have uh, the little bit of time that's left over. You'll, you will be super busy because you're going to try to squeeze a weekend's worth of, of tasks that need to be done into a Sunday afternoon. So it, that's an example of how having too much money, you know, too much lubricant of life could, could create, you, you could be legitimately busy because of that. Oh, for sure. And I, I mean, are you working in a place with other individuals who maybe have kids or have a family? I mean, you probably see the, that contrast pretty prevalently. You know, people, I go back to the kids thing. So people would say, I, I know some people who have young kids and they're in hockey. And I, I love taking my kids to hockey. I don't, that, that one thing above all, I, I love tying kids' skates. I love watching kids play hockey. I would work the uh, penalty box or, you know, volunteer for running the time clock or something. I just love being at the rink with my kids and all their friends. And it was just, those Saturdays were cherished for me. Grab a coffee and just enjoy your time at the rink. I watch people and I, and I hear people, they, they can't get, they go to the rink at the very last minute and they bust out of there and, and the very last, they don't even let their kids hang around and, and, 
and let them celebrate with their friends if they want a game. And that, that, that kind of, and they're doing that because they believe they're busy. Why not carve out the time to, to, to enjoy that activity? I mean, that, that's, that's what I did. So I have a question for you. This, it's not personal finance related at all, but it's related to your perspective around uh, raising children and, and therefore maybe your perspective around the idea of busyness as well. Is this uh, the revelation that you have? Obviously, you, you speak so fondly of your children, the time you spent raising them, but was that a perspective you gained or developed or after or after you were done raising your kids? Or is that one that you really cherished in that moment? And and did it develop around the same time as your kind of just perspective around busy in life and in your general life at a, as a whole? So everyone's heard this, you know, your kids grow up really fast. You hear this from people all the time. Your kids grow up like you, you wake up one morning, your kids are graduating from high school. Like they're, they're growing before you know it. And I refuse, like I, I heeded those warnings. When people, I, I had so many people, when, when they heard I was having children, they said, uh, they're going to grow up fast, so enjoy the time you have with them. And a, a lot of times people will say that and it's just noise, right? They say, yeah, 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 you know, whatever. You, you your kids are so gr- old and growing, you, you can't even remember. But I listened to those people. And I, I'm going to say, Everybody who had grown children, who I told, you know, hey, I, I'm, we're going to have a family, you know, we're, we're expecting children. They, everyone, my parents, grandparents, coworkers, they all said, enjoy your time with them. I, I listened to those people and I, I, I'm yet to meet the person that said, oh, I spent way too much time with my kids when they were young. I've never met the person who said that, like who says, oh, I regret spending all those time <laughs> with kids. Oh, it was terrible. Nobody, nobody has that story. I, I'm yet to hear it. So I, and here's some advice I got, and I don't want to make this a parenting podcast, <laughs> but this is where it's going. We got off the rails. One person said to me once, he, he said, raise your children so they'll grow up to be people that you want to be around. Because if you want to be around them, other people want to be around them. And that'll mean you created a really good person. That was advice that was given to me. And that, that rang in my mind so strong. And I never, me and I told my wife about it and she thought it was brilliant too. Uh, and so just, I'm going to say it again. Raise your children to become people you would like to be with or be around. And if you like to be with those people, other people will too. You will have created a really good person. And that is, was a motivator for me. So Okay, I, th- I think we've done the, the parenting thing enough, but when people are too busy, it often relates to their children. And and when they're too busy with their children, they end up spending money on uh, housekeepers, people to do their, their, their yard work, people to clean their house, people to sort of shovel their snow. They will pay people to do things that they could do themselves, but they they feel they need a break from their kids. They were so busy dealing with their kids that they don't feel like cleaning their house or they don't feel like cutting their grass. They just need to rest. But if you embrace your children, you you won't end up spending that money on those, I'm going to say, life tasks that you could do yourself. No, I love that. And I, I, I love the focus on our Parenting 101. I, I want to shift gears to diving into a kind of a concept or an idea that is really, really prevalent 
kind of today, it's being talked about a lot today, but it's the idea of enjoying life on your own terms. So anyone who's listening to this podcast today, I'm sure you've read books or listened to a YouTube uh, video with, with someone speaking who's wrote a book on this, but that idea that it's, it's kind of okay to live life on your terms to really embrace the things that you want to be doing and not what society says you should be doing. But Trevor, can you speak a little bit to maybe the perception that we might have around that, that just because we're not doing the other busy work other people are doing, it doesn't mean that we are maybe selfish or lazy or whatever other term we want to give ourselves. Well, I think a lot of people would have looked at me and they would have saw my Hey, your your grass needs cutting, <laughs> Mister Saunders. You know you you should get that grass cut. But I was playing road hockey with my kids, and so playing road hockey with the kids is not being busy at all in anybody's eyes, right? It it's it, I'm not busy. I'm playing road hockey, or I'm playing catch, or we're throwing the football around. Yeah, the grass needs cutting. It it's not going anywhere. It'll be there tomorrow. I can cut it then, right? And and that may look lazy. It, it, I may look self-absorbed, right? I mean, but that was me living life on my own terms. Or here's one. I, I, I have, okay, I hate cutting grass. So there's going to be a pattern here. I could be sitting there with grass that needs to be cut, but I'm washing my car. I, I love washing cars. I don't know why it's crazy, but I love washing a car. I love vacuuming up my car. I love putting all the special shiny stuff on it, like <laughs> wax and armor all. <laughs> I love a clean car when it's all clean, but I love the the act of cleaning a car as much as I like a clean car. But I despise cutting grass. I don't know why. I just it is it is a miserable task that has to be done. In fact, if I ever become a non-home owner, it that'll be in the top 5 reasons I stop being a homeowner. Is I hate cutting grass. But so someone could look at me and say, "Okay, if he's washing his car and he's not cutting his grass, He's busy, right? He's busy washing his car. But if he's playing road hockey with his kids and he's not cutting his grass, well, he's just lazy. But am I really lazy? I'm running around chasing a ball on a road. How lazy is that, right? I'm not lazy at all. No, it's 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 totally true. It's the perception that other people may have of us. And it sounds like you are, I don't want to say an expert, but pretty well versed in the idea of living by your own terms. And a question for you as so you are an empty nester. Well, you know, you meant you mentioned live by your own terms and and I I'm terrified of following societal norms. In fact, when I do something and I realize everybody else is doing it, it terrifies me. So I I I honestly think societal norms, the bar is super low and and I don't want any part of that. So when I when I think I'm doing something the rest of society is doing, it terrifies me. And you say you you say that because of the fact that society generally deems debt okay, seems overconsumption okay. That that's why, right? Oh yeah, and okay, you know me, my thing with health, uh, the standard American diet is okay, right? Fast food and the I forget the stats, but most adults in our society are overweight and and high blood pressure. Like like I don't want to be a societal norm. That's not something I'm interested in. So. And so I'm going to stop working somewhat early in life. I, I I would say that at 55, there's that's not radical, but it is early. I I I love that I'm not working until 65 or or older. I think 
the average retirement age is 67 now, but I'm, I, I love that I'm going to do things that are different than everybody else. No, there's definitely comfort to knowing because again, if, if the general standard way of, of doing things was working, we wouldn't have uh, health epidemics. We wouldn't have a rising debt level. So I, I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, my, my question for you, and this kind of goes into how you perceive busyness today and, and how that has changed, but you're an empty nester now, and maybe a lot of individuals listening to this today are as well. So when it, you, you obviously have more time in your hand, maybe more expendable income. I know that's not the case for you per se, because that's being redirected into retirement savings, but there's still a lot of more flexibility in, in your schedule. So what does that look like? Have you have you found yourself losing perspective of, of busy because you, you actually, when you had a family living with you, you were, you were by anyone's mean standards of, of anything busy. You actually were busier. So are you afraid of losing perspective with that? Have you, what measures have you put in place so that you don't, that you kind of don't lose touch with the idea of, of what busy looks and feels like? I have joined different clubs and organizations to, engage in the community, not, not to be busy, not to be productive, just for enjoyment. But when, when I had a young family, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And so did my wife. We both did. We really enjoyed it. We, we did family activities and had the time of our lives. And now I I think these times with, with no family, you know, being an empty nester, those, those times with the young family were, were the best years of my life. I really believe they were and enjoyed myself thoroughly. You know, when you have a young family, you've got no money. All you you have really, like all your money is going into raising that family. It would appear you have no time of your own, right? To just veg. But reflecting back, I, I would relive those moments in a heartbeat. No, that makes sense. But do you, do you ever feel or get caught up in the idea because your priorities have shifted, do you feel like you have, I, I know you felt like you had time then, but is it, are you finding it difficult to not lose sense of the time, the free time that you have to veg? Like, is it, I'm just trying to kind of conceptualize how you have maybe simple ways that you've kind of let, kept the kind of the busy void, the, the quote unquote busy void out of your life or, or if you have it all. Well, I absolutely read more than I used to. I, I do things like this podcast. I never did this. Or the, I do some research for each show. And, and I, I think my the things I read kind of are me gaining knowledge to share with listeners on this podcast. So I, I've consumed my time through, uh, I'm going to say, self-improvement. And I, I get more exercise now. I like I have a regular fitness regimen that I, I, I do. I, I don't call any of that busy. I call that recreation. I like that. That's those are really great ways that you kind of not fill your time, but again, seek enjoyment. So, uh, my next question for you kind of hits on this new decade goal setting that some of us may be embarking on, and again, that that kind of myth that in order to be successful, in order to achieve those goals, we have to feel busy, like we're working towards them all the time. And I mean, those goals, those big audacious goals are very powerful and important, but is there a problem with being too busy in terms of achieving those goals? Can we achieve those goals if we are a quote unquote too busy? 
Well, I think the risk is you will spend your time being busy doing the the little tasks of life. So you've overscheduled yourself in terms of all the tasks that that you've prioritized that need to be done in a given day or a given month or a given year. And you will you will be you'll be doing busy work but not important work. You you won't be so I'm gonna say reading a book is 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 important. You could be acquiring some knowledge to help you now and in the future. Even if you read a fiction, sometimes there's a um, an underlying message in every story, right? That you can read and and I think that kind of stuff. It's important to you know gain knowledge and and want to better yourself. Like going to the gym or getting exercise. That's important work that has to be done. But if you're busy. If you've overscheduled yourself with life's little tasks, then you're missing the your your health, your 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 mental health, your physical health. All those things are being jeopardized. That's that's important work, not busy work. Do you think it's a pretty common phenomenon that we sometimes mix them up or prioritize one over the other? And I mean, for you looking at your life right now, I mean if you could put a percentage to important work versus busy work, because I'm sure busy work is something that kind of has to get done. How would you say those all fare out? So I was helping my parents with a home uh, repair uh, on a, on a Saturday. And I had been there. Uh, we're, we're doing some putting, installing some lights and I'd been there for the better part of a day. And uh, I was planning to go to the gym on that same Saturday at some point. And so we, I had invested enough time standing up and down on a ladder and I could tell the job wasn't going to be done that Saturday. It wasn't going to be finished. So I was going to come back on the Sunday to finish up. And I said, you know, I got to go. I, you know, I was, I was going to hit the gym today. And my parents said, you know, that's crazy. Like this, this is work that has to be done and you're going to go and recreationally hang out at the gym, like, where's your priorities? That doesn't make any sense. Like, and I said, I'm never going to put a home repair or home improvement in front of taking care of my health. Like that is never taking a a backseat to my health. Like I'm never going to put, you know, fixing. Okay. I mean, if, if the roof is caved in, obviously I'm not going to go to the gym. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take care of that, right? But I mean, this is this is a small house repair. I mean, it, you could live in this house for years and this repair not be done, and everything would be okay, right? It was it was a thing of convenience. The lights were still on. Yeah, the lights were still working, right? I, I didn't leave them in the dark and <laughs> say, "Don't worry, <laughs> Good I'll luck. be back tomorrow. I'll get the lights on." They had light and everything, right? So it was just it, it was a small repair, and it wasn't you know make or break. like they you could live in that house comfortably for years without this repair being done you get the point so, so i said you know i'm leaving i'm going to the gym gonna gonna work out right and i'll be come back tomorrow and we can finish this and they just could not comprehend how going to the gym would supersede this home repair and that that is just how i roll right that i i am never putting a home repair in front of my health so a couple different things that I love from what you just said. One is that 
you, by saying that, by doing that, by demonstrating to others that are close to you and around you, what your priorities are, not priorities, because obviously family is a priority, but what for you was important. That I think is so key in, and just really demonstrating to other people where, where your priorities lie and what is important to you. But but also, you always speak to, we, we've done tons of episodes on home repair, and you, you talk about home repair versus home improvement. And when it comes to home repair, you've always approached it from a money side of things, saying, I mean, all the things such as kind of renoing your kitchen and, and just just kind of your philosophies around home repair. We, we know what those are. But hearing it from the the busy side of things with the, kind of just your priorities, I think that is also that sheds a lot of light on your perspective. Yeah, like I, I was busy helping my parents with a home repair, but I was not busy going to the gym. Like that, that's I, I thoroughly enjoy that. I mean, I strap on the earbuds, get a podcast and, and I'm just in heaven. I, I could wait, I could, wait, wait. You go there for the podcast. The gym is just an extra we, we, we see through that. We see through that. No, it is a great environment to listen to <laughs> podcasts and audiobooks. I just, I thoroughly enjoy it. In fact, I will, I, I find myself working out longer. If, if I've got a podcast that runs, you know, that I, 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 I don't want to leave till it's over. I will actually find work more of a workout to do than I was <laughs> expecting. So it, it, for me, it's just a, a, a just a great relationship. And so, so from hearing that, I want to I want to go back to that conversation because that I think is really powerful. Because, I mean, pretend that money was also on the line too in that scenario. Pretend that the home, I guess, the home repair is a bad example. Pretend that you're out on the golf course and another round. You're you're going to maybe have another round of drinks. Again, that's this is not an example that current Trevor would engage in, but by knowing your priorities and and what was busy work what was important work you, you kind of define that by by stating that so it's not about selfish I'm just going back to that kind of that point about selfish or self-absorbed by knowing and, and making clear to others kind of how you enjoy your life on your own terms it it really just it, it removes yourself from spending the money and the time on things that are important to you well just that example I knew that society would have you know, skip the gym and finish that home repair. I, I felt great. I mean, I, I felt bad. My parents didn't understand, but I felt great that I, I, I stuck to my, my sort of values and went to the gym as scheduled. So that kind of leads me into my next question. My next question is how does being too busy relate to and affect the people in our lives? When you, when someone says, Hey, uh, do you want to get together next weekend and, and play cards? And you might say, oh, we're so busy. I mean, we are busy. <laughs> we got busy coming out of the wazoo. We're so busy. <laughs> so I'm going to have to pass on that. And what you, you, you here, here's the thing with busy is you make time for the things you, this is at a subconscious level. You make time for the things that are important to you. And what you're saying to that person is, you are not as near as important to me as uh, some show on Netflix that that I am taking in. You know, the, in fact, it's. I really think when someone says to me they're too busy, I mean, 
I'm not so dense. I understand if uh, this is not me being blown off, right? Like the, when I, I say, Hey, do you guys, okay, okay, here's one, a friend of mine, he he's inviting me to his cottage and, um, in February and, uh, the weekend he asked me to go, I said, you know, I can't, I'm going, you know, I, I already have plans to go visit my kids. And that weekend, you know, we actually reserved a hotel room. We're going, we're going away for that weekend. I, I, I felt better saying that than I, so I have a previous engagement rather than no, no, I'm busy that weekend and just leaving it at that. You know, I, I guess in a nutshell, if you, if, if you choose not to spend time with somebody because you're busy, you're really telling them in an sort of a roundabout way that your home repair, your home improvement is more important than time with them. Oh, for sure. And is it a bad thing? I'm going to kind of spin, spin it around the other way. Is it a bad thing that you have other priorities that aren't involving that other person? Or is it just maybe a problem the way you phrased it? There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you just know that what you're saying in so many words is that my kitchen reno is more important than you <laughs> in a nutshell, right? At least at this moment in time, uh, I'm putting, uh, you know, cherry kitchen cabinets ahead of you every time, right? That's kind of what you're saying. Yes. And no, it totally is. So, so you're saying in a sense, it's probably a lot better for them and for you to just be up front. Just, you know what? friend cards is not my favorite activity or, or or pretend you actually didn't want to go to the cottage that weekend and and you actually didn't have plans you know what the going to the cottage in the winter is not my cup of tea like i i think that honesty is is probably no, no i'm not saying make an excuse i'm just saying that's that is the the true message i'm not saying it, you should or shouldn't say it but when you have put a a task ahead of a person you're saying Okay, here's one. Here's here's one legitimate. Hey, do you want to come over and play cards? And you can say, well, you know what? Uh, Saturday we're kind of busy. Uh, we've got to get groceries. We've got to do laundry, and we've got to clean the house because we, you know, the. It, it, and then you because know, Sunday we've got uh, somebody's birthday party to go to, right? Just just say that was your weekend. Yeah. Well, those life's tasks they have to get done. You're you're, you're so it's okay. Just know that, you know, this person, like me not wearing smelly clothes and starving to death is is more important than playing cards with you. That's okay. But just just know that when you say you're busy, you're, you're saying, you know, I, I this stuff's more important than spending time with you. And maybe it is. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just another way of looking at it. No, and that that example really makes sense. So I, I do, I, I want to talk about the signs that we are too busy and, and we should stop. But before we get there, I want to ask you about the law of diminishing returns. Because for me, so I want you to kind of explain what it means, what it is, and, and, and does it relate and how does it relate to the concept of being busy? So the law of diminishing returns is a point at which the level of profit or benefits gained is less than the amount of money or energy invested. So overscheduling yourself and being legitimately busy, the more, the more you overschedule yourself, the less productive you will be. So quite often it's, and anyone who's had a young family, 
here, here's what we did. I'm not embarrassed to say it. We would just decide that a clean house was optional. <laughs> you know, we would decide that we will not have a clean house this week. You know, we're just going to take a pass on the clean house. We'll take that up next week, right? <laughs> and and because the, you just, there's so many hours in a day. There's so many hours in a weekend. There's so many hours. And, you know, we so we'd have to say, okay, we're not going to eat. We're not going to wash our clothes. We're not going to clean our house. Which one? Pick one, right? Because they're just not all going to get done. So, you know, we'd say, well, we got to eat and, you know, we're, we don't want to walk around in smelly clothes all week. So we'll take a pass on cleaning the house this week. And that's okay. You, you, you sometimes, if you decided to do all three, chances are you'd do a bad job of all three, right? You'd you'd go grocery shopping and you'd miss getting a whole bunch of stuff that was, you actually needed. like, And then you'd run around your laundry, you'd, you'd miss a whole bunch of piles of clothes in some corner of some kid's room that wouldn't get washed. And you'd clean your house in a half-hearted way and it wouldn't really be clean, it would just look clean. So it, those, if those were your choices, you know what, I would just take one of those busy things out of my schedule and say, you know, we're gonna take a pass on this one this week and and hope we get it done next week. I I absolutely love that raw honesty and that is spoken from a true ha- a parent. It, it honestly is, I love that. So I, I do want to now, we've kind of talked about what busy looks like, what it sounds like, but now I think we need to identify, everyone listening, we need to identify if we're actually too busy and, and, and maybe in ways that we can kind of reevaluate being busy. So Trevor, we have this article uh, ready to go here. It is on the 15 signs you are too busy and should stop. It's from lifehack.org. We're gonna have it listed in the show notes, but I I do want to go through a go through the points here about some common things that may be taking place in our life that we might not realize are actually making us busy. And and for this article, when we say busy, are we meaning actually busy, busy, or or are we just saying we're busy? Well, I want to say so with busy. There's there's kind of three scenarios at play here, and I just want to out, outline them before we go into that article. I just want to say. If you think you are busy, there's there's really three scenarios. So one is having too many required actions in a given day that exceeds 24 hours. And one of those actions is going to be sleeping, right? So this is one where you you literally have more actions in a given day that are required than there is time. So are you busy? I'm going to say yes. We'll get into, you know, why that's happening is, is irrelevant so then there's another one where uh, you, the second scenario is you're allowing the given tasks you have to accomplish in a day to consume 24 hours. So this is where you could have 10 things to do and it takes you all day to do them. And the very next day you've got five things to do and it still takes you all day to do them. It's just your efficiency went down, right? So you, you're just an inefficient person. So being inefficient can make you a busy person. And so number three is, is you are, you are subconsciously wanting the illusion of having more tasks required to do in a given 24 hour periods than there is, than there are hours in the day. So you, you are at a subconscious level. You don't, you're not aware of it, but you want the illusion of, of having a full day's worth of tasks. And so what, what happens is you end up creating 
tasks that don't even need to be done to fill the void. So those are the three things that I have observed that that are at play, three scenarios, and, and I think only one of them is legitimately busy, but it it's still something you can control. You you you're the one who who have designed a life that requires more tasks than there is hours. So that was the first scenario. But so those are the when you're thinking at 15 signs you might be too busy, think about those three scenarios. I just want to say them again. So number one is you legitimately have more tasks required than there is hours in a day. Number two is you're allowing the tasks you have to fill the, the, the time you have available to do it in. And number three is the subconscious, subconsciously wanting the illusion of having uh, a busy day, basically, um, as many tasks as there is hours in a day. And if you're more of a visual person, this, as well as all the other show notes will, or the notes from our show will be in our show notes. You can follow along as we're talking about it. So to this article, over to this article now. So 15 kind of common signs that you are too busy are, we'll start with number one. Number one is you hardly see your family. And this is a a terrible, uh, I mean, hopefully you do see this one. But this is one where if you barely see your family or you barely have any, and I'm going to say, I'm doing air quotes here, quality family time. So if your time with your family is barking orders at them to clean the room, uh, you know, brush your teeth, get to bed, that's not family time, right? That doesn't count as family time. Quality family time is talking to your family and seeing how their day was. Hopefully they weren't busy. <laughs> but, but you know, you, getting to know what kind of day they had. And, and I, so I think not having any family time, you, you have to be uh, very honest with yourself if you had quality family time. This is a little off topic, but just to slide this in here, I know when someone asks me at the end of the day, oh, how was your day? I always say my day was full. If my day was, re- if it felt busy to me, I always say my day is full full because I know that the person I'm talking to who also works a 40 hour uh, hour a week job probably also had a busy day I think we all have busy days when you go to work so I, I like to say my day was full it's my little my little thing um, but next point so next point on this list is two and number two you've lost your sense of purpose or meaning and I think this is would be someone just going through the motions of life right you're not you're not really uh, you're doing things and you don't even know why, right? You're, you're, you're just going through the motions because it was on some checklist or it's something you do every day and you might be doing it every day and not even know why you're doing it now. And probably because you could be overloading your plate and not having uh, the moment to reevaluate, like you said, why it's maybe why it's on your checklist. Number three is you're constantly trying to meet the expectations of others. This one's huge. Well, and this is the one I talked about. I don't care if my grass needs cutting. I, I will cut it when I'm good and ready, <laughs> not a minute sooner. Uh, if you're trying to meet some societal norm or the expectations of somebody else, you, you're, you're really working off somebody else's checklist. Like somebody has given you a checklist to work off. So you got your own things you got to do. And now society's giving you another one saying, okay, and don't forget these five things as well. Because society wants you to do these. Yeah, you're, you're of course going to be busy. Number four is you're unable to be present. And this is where you, you're always working 
in the future. All you're thinking about is what has to be done next or what has to be done an hour from now. You're doing something right now, but you're all that's going through your head is what is next on your list or what everything that hasn't been done yet. So that's you not being present. That this is a sign you are you're busy, like you're legitimately busy. Is if if you're folding laundry and you're not even thinking about laundry, you're thinking about supper and what you're gonna make for supper, right? That that's you not being present. Number five is you're exhausted. And at this point says not just tired, you're feel like you're completely burnt out and deflated. And you know, I here's a measuring stick I use in life is if if I couldn't sit down, get, given the time, okay, I'm doing air quotes. If I was if I wasn't so busy, if I couldn't just sit down and start reading a book, if it, if I literally didn't have, did not have the energy to read even a fiction novel for ten minutes, if I if I literally couldn't muster the energy to consume words on a page then I am legitimately exhausted. That is the meter I use. That's when I know, you know, I, I, I must be literally busy or like I, I, my life is out of control. If I couldn't, I'm not saying, you, maybe you don't have the time to read a book, but if you couldn't sit down and read a book and consume words on a page, you were so frazzled that that is a sign that there's something terribly wrong in your life. Number six is you feel like you are failing in multiple areas of your life. And this would be, again, if you're trying to meet a societal norm that that's not important to you, but society has deemed it important, it, this is where a lot of failure shows up in, in people's lives is they're trying to achieve something that they really, at the heart, don't care about, but society says they should. And if you're not even flourishing in that area of your life and look around at other people who make those societally expected things important, of course, it's going to feel like you're failing. Number seven is you don't take vacations ever. And this could be, we talked about a thing called the staycation. I'm going to say if you don't even take downtime. So downtime is, is you just not sort of having a day of, of nothing. Everybody needs a day of nothing at some point where there's no expectation, no checklist, no task to be done. You just have to exist that day. And if, if you're not used to doing that, I, I can't, that I would probably be hard in itself. Yeah, you know, a lot of people who are busy say, oh, I just need a break. You know, you hear that all the time. Oh, I just need a break. And, uh, you you probably do yeah yeah definitely um so number eight of 15 is you have a hard time focusing on one task for more than 10 minutes and this is where i said you know you're all you're thinking about is the things that you haven't done this this is where that comes into play for sure number nine is you are unhappy and you don't know why well and being too busy for long periods of time i, I gotta think that's a source of depression definitely i couldn't agree uh, number ten is you are paralyzed when it comes when it comes time to make big, big make decisions, big or small. And if you are so consumed by, like, you, there's literally more tasks that need to be done in a given than there is time in a day. You really have time to reflect on on scenarios and decisions. Probably not. 
Number 11, you don't ask for help. And a lot of people, you know, this is a badge of honor, right? They they're they don't want they, they don't want people to think they they're not capable. Number 12, you don't remember what you had for breakfast possibly because you routinely skip breakfast. Well, for me, I eat the same thing every day for <laughs> breakfast, so I'm never going to forget. But I think this one speaks volumes to if, like Trevor, you were saying earlier, if you're mindlessly folding towels, the things that you're just doing without intention. Well, you know, and I, again, me, me putting health above everything because you're, you're, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything is I, I consider what I eat vitally important that I get the proper nutrition every single day. So if I don't know what I ate, I'm terrified that I ate something terrible. Oh, definitely. That's a huge one. Number 13, and this one this one is one that I experienced, but your workplace is messy and you dread going there. So I don't dread going there, but I do. My, when my workspace gets messy, I actually feel guilty for cleaning it on work time because it takes me away from doing my work. I don't know if I agree with this one. Some people thrive in a, in a messy work environment. I work with people that just, they thrive in... in they, they just feel good about a messy work environment. So they, this is some people, they, this is their, their friend. Number 14 is you double book or miss appointments. And uh, I've never done this. I, 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 I'm one of these calendarizers. I, I, I keep things in a calendar, like just so I don't have to keep it in my mind. So I, I'm not familiar with this. I've, I've never double booked or missed appointments. And number 15 the last one on our list is you're lonely. And this would be you're you're so busy with tasks that you don't have time for your friends, your family. Like you will be lonely if I mean if you let busy run your life, you will be alone at some point. So again, that was the end of that list of 15 signs you are too busy and I think it's important now to talk about the causes of busyness. So before we jumped into the article, Trevor reviewed three things that are at play when, when we identify ourselves as busy. So if you identified with any of those signs, let's now talk about the causes of being busy. So my experience has been there's there's three main reasons that, that you would be legitimately busy. And one is procrastination. I mean, if you put things off that they, they, they need to be done, you know, if, if you if you put off, okay, my one, we put off house cleaning. Well, if we don't do house cleaning this weekend, this is when my kids were younger, we're going to be, um, we're going to have more house cleaning to do the next weekend for sure, right? It, the, the, de- the dirt is going to start to stack up on top of the dirt. So you're going to have more work to do. So if you put house cleaning off, just let's be crazy and you put it off the next weekend too, right? You just said, you know, we haven't got time. Two weeks in a row, we didn't clean our house. Well, that third week, you're going to really have your work cut out for you. So procrastination can create a busy life for sure. And the second one is poor planning. So if, if you don't, if you don't sort of, I, I like to use a calendar. I love using a calendar. My wife loves using a calendar. You put things in a calendar, you get a visual of conflicts, right? Where things, they don't line up. Like you can't be here and here at the same time. Or you, you can't physically get from location A to location B in the, in the time available. So if you put things in a calendar, you avoid this poor planning. But poor planning, you know, 
leaving things to the last minute or 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 just planning to do okay the one thing where you said you you people overestimate what they can do in an, in a day and underestimate what they can do in a year if you constantly overestimate what you can accomplish in a given day that's poor planning i mean if you keep structuring it that way and the the whole thing this is a personal finance podcast poor planning in your time can and will cost you money without question like you will miss opportunities because of poor planning and the third cause of being busy is poorly designed life and this is where you have a chronic busy schedule so you are legitimately busy all the time and it looks like you're going to be busy into the future forever like you don't see an end to this and what you've done is you've designed a life that is is terrible and you generally need to pull something out of that poorly designed life. Like I mentioned golf. You, you, if you've got three children and you golf every Saturday, that's a poorly designed life. You, you've designed a life that includes eight hours of golf and three young children at home. Like, uh, that, something's not getting done somewhere, right? You've designed a life that, that, that's broken. So, or if you have two career-minded parents and, a, and three children. I, I use three children all the time because I, I know how much three children, I had three children, I know the kind of time they consume. So if you've got two career-minded parents and they're ladder-climbing corporate executives and they've got three children, they, in, they don't, okay, what they usually end up doing, people in that position, they hire help. They hire a nanny, they hire a housekeeper, they hire somebody to cut the grass, they hire somebody to shovel the snow. They... They hire out all the the chores of life, and they 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 have the money to do it, so it, it works. But that's an example where, where where money and and a poorly designed life come into play. Now, if that works for you, by all means, do it. But it's not a life I would choose. So, just comparing the two lists of three that we've outlined. So, we have in the first list that we talked about before we even referenced the article, that was the three different types of of legitimate busyness. And then the second list that we just covered, cause of being busy, are simply the causes. And you talked uh, so in that first list about the the reasons uh, the legitimate um, kind of things of busyness. So the second was allowing your required tasks to completely fill up a twenty four hour period. So this one, I think, I, I, I maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but this one feels like one that is this one of the most popular reasons why we are busy, do you think? And, and what do you think the cause of that is? What, is it procrastination or you said efficiency, but do those go hand in hand? I, I think they're both at play probably. So if you're, if you are letting the, the tasks you have to do in a day consume the whole day, regardless of the number of tasks, they seem to consume your whole day all the time. And at the end of the day, you say, boy, we sure were busy. You were either super inefficient or you you procrastinated or, or actually you maybe you poorly planned out the day either way you you were busy because of your how you conducted yourself or how you executed your 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 plan or your day so which one then do you think is 
the reason i mean we have so two different lists going on here but the one the first list that we talked about um the three things at play which one do you think plagues most of society okay here here's a good example <laughs> so me and my wife go grocery shopping when we go to a grocery store my wife likes to read every label of every grocery item she picks up <laughs> and sometimes she reads the label and she puts it back <laughs> and I, I let out a small groan whenever that happens because I know she's going to pick something else. And she reads all of it. She likes to, so grocery shopping for her is something she really enjoys doing. For me, it's busy. But, <laughs> but I like to go grocery shopping to make sure I get all the food that I want to eat. You know, and we eat the same food, but we all have our little things. And I, I mean, even if I put on a list, I, I hate to you know, burden her with all the grocery responsibilities. So we, we tend to go together. But she, for her, she will let grocery shopping fill as much time as there is available. And for me, I'm trying to, you know, do it as efficiently as possible because I, I, I don't really enjoy grocery shopping. So that's an example where uh, I would come home and, you know, if somebody stopped by and said, you know, so how was your day? I said, oh, we were busy <laughs> grocery shopping all day. And my wife would say, oh, we had a great day. You know, we learned about some new foods on the market and, you know, discovered uh, this store is now carrying a, a brand I really like. And <laughs> and we met, you know, Joe at the grocery store and had a chat with him. And for her, it's, it was an enjoyable experience. For me, it was just busy. So it's really perspective. Yeah, it really is. And when it comes to, I guess, bringing personal finance. Actually, let, let me just back this. So... In the example, my, my wife tries to do grocery shopping in the most cost-effective manner possible. So by her taking the time, she's reading labels and studying nutritional facts on things she's buying. She's also looking for the best price. So, but me, I'm trying to get grocery shopping done, right? I just want it to be done. And I might do it at a, uh, at a cost, right? I may throw things in my cart that aren't on sale. I didn't take the time to notice that the, the item right beside it was on sale and it's the exact same thing, just a different brand. And I completely ignore that. So my wife being, you know, taking her time and enjoying the process, it, it, it quite often results in cost savings. And I do it and I quite often do it at a cost sort of, and if, if I were to go by myself and throw stuff in the car, sometimes we, we go through a grocery shop and and we'll go home and she, my wife said, oh, I didn't know you got this brand. The other one was on sale. Didn't you see that in the paper? And so I didn't notice. And lo and behold, grocery shopping, because I went, it actually cost us instead of saved us. And this, that phenomenon can really be illustrated across all the things we probably do, not just grocery shopping. So that's a really, that's a really, really important point. So perspective. So this just dawned on me now. A light just went off here is if I chose to enjoy grocery shopping as my wife does, I'd probably have a, a greater cost savings rather than just doing it as a chore. Definitely. And and I think it goes back to the whole point of busyness being subjective and really personal because everything kind of life becomes enjoyable when we take the most mundane tasks and find some kind of something out of it. So, And, and that appears to be what your wife does. So here's a Friday afternoon at work. My coworker says, so what are your plans on Saturday? I said, oh, we're going to be busy. <laughs> going to be grocery shopping. And my wife's coworker is asking her, oh, what are your plans for Saturday? Oh, we're going to, you know, go out and 
discover some new foods. <laughs> you know that. So perspective is everything, right? So for me, it's a, it's a busy Saturday morning grocery shop, and for my wife, it's a it's a day of discovery. Oh, de- yes, definitely, definitely. Um, I want to move on now to the next section. So we have kind of two last things we're going to talk about about before we wrap up the show. We're going to talk about reasons to not want to be busy. And then we're going to uh, conclude the show with talking about how to slow down something that I think that we think kind of plagues us all. So we're going to talk about reasons to not want to be busy right now. And uh, Trevor, is there so, so I mean, if we look up back, if we look back up to a previous section, I mean, um, unless you're a person who wants the illusion of having um, required tasks that exceed 24 hours, is there reasons that we would want to be busy? Well, remember, that's the person, it's, it's, it's the subconscious working at you, right? It, subconsciously, you, you don't realize it, but you, you want the illusion of, be, of being busy because it's a badge of honor for some people, right? It's a badge of productivity. It's, if I wasn't busy, I was lazy. So people have that perspective on being busy, so there, that makes a lot of sense. And there are five reasons why we should not want to be busy. And the, these might be ones that make sense, but I think they're still really important to go over. And so number one is when you're busy, your judgment is compromised. And if you're busy, if you are legitimately busy, you do not have the mental capacity to make proper judgments. Just say you're busy with a bunch of housework and laundry and and, and cooking and, and your kid says, Hey, uh, is it okay if I ride my bike downtown? <laughs> you know, and they're like, you, you might just in a, just to get them out of your kitchen say, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And, and that, that's, that's, that's an example of bad judgment. Or you may just to get things done, you might just spend extra money so you don't have to invest any more time that you don't already have. So if you're legitimately busy, I think this is that lubricant of life. I mean, if if you have the disposal income, I think you will spend it unwisely just because your judgment has been compromised by by your just limited mental capacity. The second point is when you're busy, you don't have time to collect your thoughts. And this is one I, I was saying, if if you you should if you can't, not, I'm not saying you have the time, but if you if you couldn't imagine, okay, if I had ten minutes. I could sit down and read, you know, three pages of this book. If you don't think you could have the mental capacity to consume reading, I mean, that for me, that's my my meter of knowing when when I've had too much. Where I literally, I could not consume the words on this page. So, if you haven't got, you need to develop some sort of measurement to know when you have reached your limit, and you're legitimately busy, and it 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 is. You're you're past the point of you're you're beyond the point of diminishing returns and and just everything's going to be productivity and efficiency is just going to go down. You're so busy. Number three is when you're busy, you put your health at risk. You put your health at risk in a couple of ways, and I'm not a doctor, but I read this on the internet, so I know it's true. Is being busy and it it, it leads to high blood pressure. Like it, it, I don't know if it's a cause, but it, it's an, it's a, I guess, I guess it is. It's a cause of high blood pressure. It's a, a factor contributing to high blood pressure. 
And if you are busy, unless part of your busy is getting some exercise, and like I mentioned this morning, I went for a hike in the forest, you're hard-pressed to call that busy. I, I, I would challenge anyone to look me in the face with a straight, without cracking a smile, saying I was busy hiking in the forest. Like, it, you can't say that, right? So you have to carve out time for your health. There's nothing more important in life than your health. That is, that has got to be the top shelf of, of everything in your life has to be around your health. Everything is secondary to your health. Number four, five is when you're busy, you make busy excuses for actual problems. And this would be the procrastination. You you put off making important decisions because you're busy doing groceries. You're busy doing housework. You're busy cooking supper. You're busy taking the kids to some activity. And the reason we didn't invest in our registered retirement savings plan before the deadline is we were just too busy. You know, and that's an example how you could, too busy can actually cost you money, cost you your financial future. And the final reason why you shouldn't want to be busy to not want to be busy is when you're busy, you're, you unconsciously sacrifice consistency. And I truly believe we are, as humans, we're creatures of habit. In fact, habits are what frees up your mind to think about more important things. So if you design a life that has some consistency to it, for instance, I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I eat the same thing for lunch every day. My, my supper is varied. But I don't have to think up, I don't have to wake up in the morning and wonder what I'm going to eat. I do have to wonder what I'm going to wear, but I don't have to wonder what I'm going to eat. I come home at lunch and I eat lunch. I, I don't have to wonder what I'm going to, like, I don't, I don't consume that mental capacity making those decisions. So if you are too busy, you end up sacrificing the consistency that is driven off of habits, which frees up the mental capacity to make important decisions. So now that I think it's my favorite part of the episode, but this is the part where we talk about how to slow down. And I think, I don't know, are you the same way, Trevor? I know that sometimes I, I fall victim to filling my day up with all of the things and, and making the five tasks take all day long because maybe we we forget how to slow down. We forget how to, or we don't even give ourselves permission to slow down. So I, I think this list is, is super key. Well, here's something I do in to what you just said. So I wake up and I set my alarm to go off an hour before. So it, it, I could theoretically wake up an hour later every morning and make it to work on time. So in the morning, I, I get up, I drink a coffee, I, I eat breakfast, I take a shower, I get dressed, I drive to work. And so I could get up at, I just arbitrarily give it time. I could get up at seven o'clock and accomplish all of that and be at work by eight o'clock. The, the, forget the reasonableness of those numbers. It's just, I'm giving you parameters. But I choose to get up at six o'clock, which gives me a whole extra hour. And in that extra hour, I do a whole lot of nothing. And what, what that does is I can I can spot the people at work who from the minute they woke up, they never stopped going until they sat down at their desk. And they sit down at their desk and they let out a great big sigh like they made it. And so they've been going at a breakneck speed from the minute they woke up to the minute they sat down at their desk. And that's to begin the work day. Well, I had a, and I've been doing this for 30 years. I wake up an hour earlier 
I just have this super relaxing, calm morning, eating breakfast and letting it fill the void of one hour, even though I could easily eat in, in 15 minutes. I read some news, very relaxed, take a shower. I get to work. I am ready to go. You know, I, I am so uh, refreshed and ready to go. But that that started the night before by going to bed an hour earlier. So, but the whole point is I'm slowing down, but it's it's by design. I, I you you can't just you can't just stumble into slowing down. You can't just say, wake up, okay, we're gonna slow down today. You you can't. There there is things that have to be done, but you have to design a life where you can slow down. So that might be the the golden thing of this episode because I it's there's so much pressure I feel right now today to be the most productive, most efficient person possible. So to hear you say that, to hear, to give yourself permission to slow down, that's, that's powerful. And I think we can all take that from this episode. And I, I know there's this big thing that you, you're supposed to wake up an hour early to be productive for one extra hour before your day starts, kind of exactly what you do, but, but opposite. So I, I do love how refreshing your perspective is because it's, it kind of accomplishes the same thing as, as waking up an hour early to be productive. You wake up an hour early to slow down to therefore be productive for the rest of the day. And I mean, I'm feeling relaxed just thinking about that. So that kind of really, really nestles nicely into point number one of how to slow down. And point number one is plan to do less. And you, th- that's an example of doing less, right? But I've actually, it's it starts by going to bed earlier. At some point, you have you can't invent hours, right? You have to, uh, in order to accomplish what I described, you have to pull something out of your your schedule. And the easy thing to pull out is the the TV viewing you do at the end of the day. Go to bed an hour earlier. Watch an hour less of TV. You know that that's to me that's easy. Just check done. But do less is. It, I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. If you're a parent, that is your job, your hobby, your sport, your general interest. D- don't try to be a parent and have a social life outside of raising your family. Like, if if you want to have a social life, connect with parents who have kids the same age as yours, and and make that your social your social network. But d- don't have don't keep hanging out with the buddies that you did before you had kids and they don't have kids because their their schedule is going to run in late into the night. You're going to have to get up early with your kids the next day. They won't like, it's just never going to work out. I'm not saying abandon your friends altogether, but you know, distance yourself from them and make the, the time you spend with those friends who don't have children, the exception, not the rule. So you talked about today. So if we look at your life today, you you plan to do less in the morning and but what other ways you talked about reading are there any other key things that you might have kind of rushed through or or but you've since reframed into a time that you actually appreciate now to do less you know you mentioned reading so if if you want a measuring if you want a measuring stick whether if if you're if you're doing too much or if if you have room to do schedule some reading into your life it doesn't have to be a lot. If you read for 10 minutes every day, you would be forced to slow down and just read. Like 10 minutes, you could read a chapter of a book in 10 minutes. 
a short chapter of a book in 10 minutes, that that would be, for, for me, re, I've always used reading as the measuring stick. If, if I never had time to read, then something's wrong. Like something's wrong in my life. Like I enjoy reading. So if I can't do it, I've done something wrong. Like I need to start doing less to accomplish that. It's funny that you keep mentioning reading because I don't know if everyone else listening to this feels the same way, but I know I know a lot of the times I end up subconsciously beating myself up for not having an opportunity to read that day because it just, when you think about reading, you do think about slowing down and it kind of goes against everything that you feel like you have on your plate in that moment. All the the things that you have to get done. So I really, that that example resonates and I hope it resonates, I'm sure it resonates with everyone listening too. Well, the reason I use reading is reading requires you to, to be still. You need to sit still. It requires you to focus. So you need to unfocus from all the busy things in your life. So you have to disengage from all those things. And whenever you start reading, you, you the first couple of sentences, they don't come easy, right? And then all of a sudden you fall into a groove and you start reading, you kind of get into a zone. So there's a, a mental transition that takes place. And if you have, if you if you have the time to make that mental transition into consuming literature, then in my mind, you're not too busy. Like you're not, your mind is not overtaxed. No, definitely. I, I agree with that. So the second way to slow down is develop or work on or prioritize a work-life balance. And I mentioned work-life balances. A lot of people like to throw this around that it's important to them. And I am a firm believer that you cannot have a, a high-paying career job and have life balance with that. They, they tend to not go hand in hand. You might work for some exceptional company that understands and, and puts families first. And uh, but I am I, yet to see it or hear of it. If you are a, a well-paid, career-minded person, you can't be climbing the corporate ladder and having life balance at the same time. They tend to not go hand in hand. So don't, don't be angry or depressed or discouraged when you don't have work-life balance. Like you, you, you generally have to give up some money or, or some prestige in, in terms of a career to have the life balance. You might get it for short windows of time, but over the long haul, they, they tend to, you end up with work balance or life balance. They, you know, finding that equilibrium is hard. The next and second last way that we can work to slow down is to prioritize. And I think this one's huge. It's just a, re, a recent check. When, when you're, you get caught up in the, the sort of the weeds of, of, a, of a day of full of busy you have to really stand back and say, is this really going to matter a year from now or five years or 10 years from now? Will it matter on my deathbed? Like, here, I use the example of when we had a young family, we would often say, okay, we're not going to clean the house today. We're going to go for a hike in the forest or we're going to go for a bike ride. And I, I, would, I would justify that action by saying, you know what, a year from now, we aren't going to remember if we had a clean house or a dirty house. We really, we really won't. We, unless... Uh, we had company come over that surprised us in our house was a complete write-off. We might remember that uh, scarring event, you know, people coming in and seeing our house completely trashed. And 
but it, it, just for the record, that never did happen. But it, you you just have to ask yourself: Is is it really gonna matter uh, a year from now if this if this busy doesn't get done today? No, I, I that that's key putting perspective on it. Is this? I I want to stop and pause on this point. Actually, is this a point prioritizing? Is that something you speak with it with a lot of ease and and something? It sounds like you've had established since for a while since your kids were young but was that something that always came naturally to you kind of being able to prioritize the things that really resonated with you or is that something that kind of came to light oh as you kind of started your family so I remember as a kid my dad had this notebook he carried in his shirt pocket all the time and I remember wake up Saturday morning and he'd be sitting at the table and he'd be writing down a list and list of stuff in this notebook and I used to say what are you writing dad and he says, all the things we got to get done today. And I go, <laughs> and I, I thought, well, today's going to be a bad day. So we'd um, be off doing our busy tasks of the day with his list. And I'd say, can we go for a bike ride today? And he'd say, he'd look at his list and he'd say, I don't think so. We got a lot to do here, right? And so when I had a family, I decided that we that I was never going to sort of manage my life that way off of a list and so if we had busy work to do I would always say you know what I was always the first one to say let's go for a bike ride or let's go to the park you know we've had enough of this and I remember uh, my father came over once and observed my (laughs) going back to my grass my grass has you know could use some cutting and uh, he said it in a very polite way and I said you know um, we, we spent the whole day focused on fun. You know, we were down at the beach for the, in the afternoon and we were riding our bikes in the morning I never did get around to cutting the grass. Might get to it tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> and, and I know he kind of thought I was lazy. You know, I, I could tell by the look in his eyes that, you know, that's a, that he, he maybe thinks he didn't do a very good job in raising me because I was it, it, on the surface. I looked lazy in his eyes, but I, I decided you know, to the, I can't remember what day that was I didn't cut my grass or even what year it was that grass didn't get cut when it should have and my dad was there. I, I can't remember. It was just this passing moment. But I do remember countless times. We live in a beach town and we'd be at the beach or riding our bikes or at the park. Like we did that all the time. Focused on fun. I love that. Lastly, in our list of how to slow down, we have enjoy the simple things in life. And when I say enjoy the simple things in life, don't, don't just do them, learn to enjoy them, like learn to thoroughly enjoy them. So we, with our family, we, we go on these nature hikes and we, we enjoy that. Like me and my wife go and we don't just walk. We don't just, you know, just put our heads down and get the walk in and check. We stop and, and just ab- admire the beauty. Like, so in, this is winter now you go hiking in a, in a forest in the winter and it is utterly beautiful. So we had some freezing rain here the night before and we we're up there walking this morning and the ice was sort of stuck to the trees and the sun was shining through the, the branches and glistening off that frozen crystals on the trees and it was just beautiful. And I was going to take a picture and my wife said, no, you know, let's just enjoy this because you'll never capture that in a picture. And she was so right. And so we just admired that. And some people were coming up behind us uh, on the same trail 
and they thought we had spot spotted some sort of wildlife or something because they were stopped and they were staring into the forest. And finally, <laughs> they said, "Where is it?" And I go, "What? Where's what?" He goes, "I, I thought you saw something in there." I go, "Oh no, we're just looking at the the sun shining through and." <laughs> <laughs> glistening off the frozen and I didn't even finish my sentence and the guy just moved on right he was not he was he had his head down he was just getting in his steps so when I say enjoy the simple things in life you know, if you want to slow down in life you really have to enjoy a bike ride for the sake of a bike ride not to get somewhere you have to enjoy a walk like just because you enjoy walking like like I enjoy going to the gym to consume podcasts and audiobooks and and interact with people I know at the gym I, I and but you just have to enjoy those things like don't just do them and don't don't just do them as on your checklist thoroughly enjoy them I love that and I think on that note that brings us the end of today's show on is being too busy a problem where we've answered yes we went from Parenting 101, right to the signs you're too busy and should stop. We talked about kind of the legitimate ways we do be busy, the legitimate ways that we are busy. We talked about the causes of being busy, reasons to not want to be busy. And finally, we concluded with how to slow down. If you want to see everything that we talked about today, they'll be in the show notes. You can refer back to them at any point. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And if you have any key ways on how you love to slow down, let us know. You can always connect with us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Simple Money Solutions over on our website, livelifesimple.ca. We have a contact submission form there as well as via our email, livelifesimple365 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being here with us today for another episode. We can't wait to have you back here with us next week for a brand new show. Until then, keep it simple.